And welcome to another edition of Fairways and Greens from moresportsnow.com. I'm John McAlevey, and joining me on the phone is my brother-in-law and the director of golf at Fox Hollow Golf Club, Chaz Sarland. Voted one of the top Northeast golf courses by readers of Garden State Golf, Fox Hollow offers golfers value at every turn. Chaz, welcome to the program. Great to be here, John. Thanks for having me on this beautiful day in New Jersey. It certainly is, and it's a beautiful day for golfers in the Garden State because I believe, what was it, two weeks ago, Governor Phil Murphy opened uh, the coffers and he said, let's play ball in a way, not baseball, but you can get out on the links. And I'm sure um, you saw your numbers uh, pop up. A lot of folks came out. Tell us what that first weekend looked like. Yeah, Saturday, May 2nd, seems like it was forever ago, but that's when we officially teed off the season, or the second season. Uh, what we did was we started tee times at 6.30 in the morning on that Saturday, and we did 16-minute intervals, and we were allowed twosomes on the golf course so that he could either walk or take separate carts at the time. And like I said, they teed it high and let it fly on that May 2nd sunny day. And that was a good thing. And how how many folks do you think actually made it out that day? Well, John, based on the, the governor's order, if we go from, you know, 6.30 in the morning till 6 o'clock at night and everyone's off the golf course by 8 o'clock, we can do about 80 players per day, which is about, you know, 30% of our capacity. But 80 is better than zero. No doubt. No doubt. And what did uh, – now, what would a regular, say, last year – um, early May, Saturday look like? How many folks would uh, would you normally have out on the course? You know, depending on the weather, we could range anywhere from 160 to 240 players. You know, like I said, depending on the weather and, you know, based on people coming out. No doubt, no doubt. And what are some of the other uh, regulations that have been put into effect that uh, – that the PGA has done and the state. What uh, what are some other things that folks need to know before they come out to the links? Well, it's almost park and play, almost like a touch list. So um, in order to make a tee time, everything's prepayment, so we don't have to do any transactions as the golf shop is closed unless we have an unusual circumstance where we can open it up as we have plexiglass for, you know, a sneeze guard as well as other uh, – safety measures we've taken and the clubhouse is closed uh but we do allow the opening of the doors you know touchless the doors are open so if someone has to use the restroom they're allowed to use the restroom we don't want to have any situations where they've had the beaches where people are you know urinating in in plastic bottles and doing all that type of crazy stuff oh boy. so we do have the we do have the bathrooms open for our customers okay okay how about masks? Are you are you making people wear masks, or is that something uh, that is up to uh, the individual twosome that's going out? You know, some of the golfers, you know, while they're in the clubhouse, we ask that they have a mask on, but while they're outside, as long as they're social distancing that we're paying close attention to, you know, a mask outside is not required, and especially if it's, you know, husband and wife or um, other people that are playing golf as social distancing outside, Right, right. How about now as far as uh, tee times? Uh, what is the staggered number? How much time um, are you giving between each twosome when they, and uh, as they tee off? And then where do, where do you have folks waiting uh, like next in line? Do they 
kind of hang out in the parking lot or something? Yeah, you know, John's a great question. As mentioned before, we're running about 16-minute intervals. So um, during the week, our first tee time is 7.30. So we're trying to get the customers to arrive, almost like I said, park and play. So the customer try to get arrived five minutes before their tee time. Um, they come down towards the starter desk that's all roped off in terms of social distancing. We have their carts disinfected, polished, cleaned, ready to go in a uh, efficient order. So when someone comes in to the clubhouse or towards the property, uh, we point them towards their golf carts and they tee off. And then the next group would come in probably maybe 10 minutes after that. The golfers have been pretty educated based on the Internet and based on booking tee times and what's required of them. So it's been a pretty smooth operation that's been set forth by Governor Murphy of the state of New Jersey. Okay. And what about feedback from the golfers that have played the course, uh, folks that have used it in the past that know the course? Um, what has been, you know, word of, of these new regulations? Are there, is there some good feedback, some bad stuff? What, what are you hearing from, uh, from your constituents? Yeah, the golfers are happy to be out there playing, and, and, and 99.9% of the golfers want to get the economy rolling again. They're out there playing. You know, They don't want to play in twosomes. They want to be able to play in foursomes, but they're happy to be able to out, go out there and play golf, and at some point we can get to foursomes. But you know, outside, you know, it, with, with golf in general, you can be six, six feet apart or you can be 100 feet apart. It's a, it's a big playground out there, so they're happy to be out there. They're happy to be playing golf. They're happy for fresh air, their mental health. And it's just been, you know, good exercise. It's been a, a great positive uh, vibe based on the customers are happy to be there. And, um, you know, based on only having a limited amount of uh, tea times, you know, we're sold out. We're sold out till next Tuesday as of right now. Hot stuff. That's great. What, uh, is there any word uh, as to when the pro shop and the, um, snack bar and all that will be opened again uh not as of yet john not as of yet and um i can't speculate on that or when it may be i would assume that the clubhouse will follow the same regulations as other restaurants in the state of new jersey that have not been able to open up yet so we'll just wait and see when it's safe that to uh, open up the restaurant we'll be able to open it up as far as the clubhouse is concerned there's really not much to do in the clubhouse so the clubhouse being remained closed for a significant amount of time would be, um, at this point, would be okay based on, you know, people are just happy to be out there to play golf and enjoy the fresh air and chase that little white ball. Absolutely. And Chaz, what are you hearing from uh, your fellow head professionals, not only in Jersey, but uh, folks that you have relationships with that are outside of the state? What are they hearing? What uh, what is the feedback been for those guys at their places of business? Well, every state seems to be different. Uh, Michigan opened up walking only foursomes, and then this past uh, Saturday they were allowing carts to go out with foursomes. Uh, they are now starting to loosen up in terms of curbside pickup for golf shop merchandise as well as food and beverage for a curbside type of pickup. Uh, Kentucky running about the same as Michigan, uh, Connecticut about the same as New Jersey. So every kind of state's a little bit different. Obviously, New York opened up first, and you know uh, everything. Everything is, is for safety, and and I feel going to work with the staff as well as the golfers. You know, we're in a pandemic, but we do feel safe at work based on all the restrictions that have been put in place because safety comes first. No doubt, no doubt. And how about your 
daily chores at the golf club. Is it different than in the past? I mean, are you are you having to put on other hats now that uh, that this is all going on, or are you basically business as usual? John, that's a great question. I've become the head starter outside to greet the customers and make sure everything is efficient based on uh, based on our staffing and, and, and making sure the staff is okay. So um, I'm disinfecting golf carts. I'm cleaning golf carts. Uh, I'm making sure all our IT is up and running, all the payments are being made. So similar to what I used to do, but just trying to chip in and, and lead as needed based on a, a, a small staff that we have in order to get the job done. So it's been uh, challenging, but at the same time, it's uh, it's been a little bit different. A little different and different with the change has been good. So it's uh, I feel like I'm in college again being a starter, but it's, yes. um, it, it's well worth it from a standpoint of uh, glad to be working and be a part of getting the economy rolling again because we got to get back to work. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. And how about the maintenance of the course? Has that taken a hit at all with the fact that maybe you don't have as many workers as you've uh as you usually would have on staff right now has uh have you had to cut corners in that respect or is the golf course playing well our superintendent ken ansom has done a fabulous job uh before during and after in terms of you know we were open then we were closed and then we reopened golf courses is in awesome shape it's an awesome condition, and, and Ken and his assistant Steve and um, Victor and Rebellio and Marlon and Paul. And Get them all in crew. there. He's got a small crew. He does, he's got a small crew, and he's going way above and beyond the call of duty to keep those 600 acres in pristine shape. So the golf course is in fabulous shape, and my hat's off to Ken and his staff for, for really providing a great venue for the golfers to come out and play golf yes now not that you would ever do this but what would uh is is there any um you know is there any way that people would find out if you were running foursomes and just going business as usual does is the state sending representatives around to not so much check in on you but check in on you if you know what i mean you know, I've heard some things in the golf industry, but as you know, John, believe none of what you hear and half of what you see. Uh, we're by the book, and I think our customers are proud of us because we're by the book. Whatever Governor said, Murphy said to us, we abide by it, and I think the customers see that, and that's why we're sold out because we always do the right thing for both the staff as well as the customers. So I think that's why we're sold out um, as part of our customer service and caring for the customer and the staff and the golf course condition, I think it plays into it. So we're going to do the right thing, and we're going to we're going to make sure that we do the right thing on a daily basis. And if another golf course isn't isn't doing the right thing, well, that's on them. We can only focus in on Fox Hollow Golf Club and doing the right thing. And there could be someone out there watching. You never know. Yes. But we're not willing to take that chance. So your law and order at the Fox Hollow Golf Club is what I'm hearing. Absolutely. You have to be. And I mean, we started out firm and we're going to stay firm based on re-entering into the golf business as well as we still are in the pandemic. Yes. It's because it's sunny, 75 degrees. The virus doesn't pick or choose. So we've got to be on the front lines, making sure that our customers and our staff are, are safe and protected. Hot stuff. Again, we're talking with Chaz Sarlin, the director of golf at Fox Hollow Golf Club. How about now, Chaz, let's switch to your other hat, if you could. I'll give you a second to put on your other hat now as the head 
uh, coach at St. Peter's College of the men's golf team. How about where are we right now with that? I know that things are up in the air as far as, you know, you're hearing about schools coming back in the fall. So uh, I'm not going to ask you to uh, speculate on if that will be the case. But your folks that were seniors this past year, um, tell us a little bit about how they did not only on the course, on the links, but also I think they had some really good academic achievements as well. Yeah, the golf team for the um, the SP, which is the St. Peter's Awards, won the academic award. Um, and congratulations to the softball team as well as the volleyball team and the basketball team that were in contention, uh, contention as well for this prestigious award. But uh, hats off to the golf team for, for, for great academics and, you know, and great on and off the golf course. Um, you know, schools are done. Exams are finishing up uh, as we speak. And the, the, the class of 2020 are going to be moving on to, uh, to bigger and better things from both from a golf standpoint as well as a business standpoint. So my hat's off to the two seniors, David and Stanley, that will be moving on. Terrific. And how about recruiting-wise now? Um, with, again, things up in the air, are you able to you know, reach out to folks? Are they able to send you um, email stuff? I know college basketball and football, they're doing virtual tours. I don't know as to whether you uh, have quite the budget to be able to do things like that. But um, are you having to get creative to try and attract folks to come to St. Peter's to play golf? Yeah, Chris Alano, our social media director, has done a fabulous job putting a virtual tour together for the student-athletes for both for all the sports that can see St. Peter's both from a academic as well as an athletic virtual tour. Uh, the, the challenging part is the NCAA based on the dead period extending until June 30th. And we've been able to do emails and some uh, virtual conversations and some telephone conversations. But it's always, you know, it's always fluid, but it's ever, ever changing. So from a pure transparency standpoint, we're full throttle ahead to start the fall of 2020 at St. Peter's University. Yes. If, if, if things change based on the government or other changes that the university has to make, well, that will come at the time when the time is presented. But as of right now, um, our schedule is, is business as usual, and we plan on playing in the Doc Gimler at Bethpage State Park just after a week after Labor Day, hosted by St. John's University. Yes. Now, your season is a fall and a spring season. Do you play in both times? Well, yeah, this year we just play in the fall due to the fact that we didn't have a spring season. So we play in the fall, we spring train in the winter, and then we come back for the, the, the spring season. And the spring season really is the highlight based on um, that's when the MAC championship. Last year was supposed to be held at Disney World, right. and it got canceled. So uh, in 2021 already, um, wonder where we're going to play, whether it's going to be at Disney World or somewhere local or you know, based on the traveling. There's a lot of variables that are now going to have to be taken into consideration. If it's just the, uh, the tournaments that we go play, it's just the MAC conference or – other various things that have to do with travel and, and, and where to go and testing. And, and it's just a whole new uh, way that athletics is going to be presented both for, for all the sports. Right. No matter what sport it is, it's a whole new world. Chaz, how about the breakdown of your roster? Are most of your players from the state of New Jersey? Um, are many of them from outside of the state? And then how about 
uh, as far as class-wise? Are you a young team or are you a veteran club? We are both. We are experienced, we're disciplined, and we're very strong in all aspects of the game of golf. Next year we'll be returning uh, Jeffrey Peters will be our senior captain. Uh, Melvin Morales will be a junior returning. Jim Apostolico from New Jersey will be returning. Uh, Caleb Rossi, redshirt sophomore, will be returning. And then we've added um, Adam Varela from South Jersey. That will be a freshman, so he's excited to start his year. And we're still waiting to hear from Antonio Condi from Puerto Rico, as well as a couple other players that are in the mix based on walk-ons and some uh, graduate players that may transfer. Okay, so you've got a lot going on there. We do. We're 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 excited to get going. It's just it's it's just a, a process that uh, is changing on a daily basis. Yes, and as I see from your Twitter feed, which is very active, St. Peter's University, you peacocks like to strut your pride. I think that's the uh, that's the term that they use. Is that right? That is correct. Strut your pride. Strut your pride. Well, that'll do it for this week's edition of Fairways and Greens here at moresportsnow.com. For Chaz Sarland, I am John McAlevey. Until next week, here's hoping you hit them long and straight. Bye-bye.